What's going on? It's Michael Yo. Welcome to the Yo Show. First of all, I want to say thank you, thank you, thank you for watching my special on YouTube. I never thought, just went over 60,000. And man, I always felt like it was going to go well, but I never thought it was going to go this way. Are we okay? Yeah. Brian? Okay, I never thought it was going to, my engineer just, he, he's making me lose my focus. Anyway, I never thought it would go this well. I was expecting 10,000 per month, 120,000 in a year, sell a little bit more tickets, but we're already, it's not even a month yet, we're over 60. And man, just want to say thank you. Thank you, it means the world. I bet on myself, I put it out into the, put it out into the world. And you're nervous, the thing is you're nervous because you don't know who's going to watch it. And whether if anybody's going to watch it and you guys have come through. So thank you so much for listening to the pod. But today it's not about me. It's about a great comic that uh, we've been on the road together at times. Uh, I always feel that this dude is just about to blow up. Every single, every time I see him perform, I'm like this dude, just, just the right person needs to see this dude. And it's a wrap. Hey, Mikey Winfield. Hey, right thank now. you very much. And let me just start with the congratulations. Thank you. Because I know the work you put into yes. it. And to see the results of something that you work on day in and day out. And to see people uh, just in love and enjoy an art form. I know the feeling. Yeah, I know. I know. It's, it's, I know. It, it's a thing where, you know, you were on the road with me and watching me craft this thing and you were throwing me tags here and there. And it's a, it's a beautiful thing when you have talented people around you because it just makes you more talented. Absolutely. You know what I mean? It Absolutely. Just, it's kind of like, it's kind of like the comedy seller. Yeah. Like, you know, when you go on, you better crush because everybody else here is crushing. Oh, you no, know, absolutely. It's like an NBA all-star team at this club. Yeah. And that's what I love about this club, especially when you go to New York, but Vegas brings the same energy because they bring comics down. But to the special, man, what blew me away the most is the comments. Because YouTube, I've been told, don't read the comments. And that's true, because anybody can make a comment. But there's over 500 comments. And I would say 99% are like, Brilliant. Extraordinary. That's it's, great. It's crazy. And I know, here's what's interesting, is I know other comics read it, because it's interesting how comics will hit me up and be like, yo, I saw it went up. So it's love all around from comics, yeah, yeah, from great. different people in the industry. But let's talk about you. Okay, I, back to me blowing up. Back to you blowing up. <laughs> no, but I really feel, every time I see you, it's just like, yo, it's just a matter of time for that right person. And it, I want to start with the Office 8 because we didn't really talk about it on the last episode because all these podcasts is your first time. I just do them a quick 30 minutes in and oh, out. Yeah. So when he comes back the next time, we can pick up. So we at the end of last podcast, we talked about season eight of The Office. Season eight of The Office, baby. Yeah. And this yeah. was when Steve Carell wasn't on it anymore. Yeah, he had left already. So I open up my shows when I get introduced <laughs> with it as none of you made it to season eight. You know, and they crack up laughing. And let me tell you about my fans, man. Like, people that love The Office love The Office. So they come in quoting my lines. They're like, hi, Gabe. Like, they literally can go verbatim on my episodes. And it's just. Is that cool or scary? No, man. It's, it's. It, no, I actually like it. I yeah. love it because then they want the stories. They want to hear about it. And uh, it was just a pleasure being on it. And then when I think about who else has been on it and it's guys I admire, I'm on a short list with like 
Craig Robertson, Patrice O'Neill. Like, that's the only list I'll ever be on with Patrice O'Neill. <laughs> yeah. And anyway, I will take that any day of the week because he's, he's on my list. He's on your list. And the thing about that show, it, it has a rabid fan base and people love that show. How was it? Because we hit up a little bit about this last podcast, but you on set, were you nervous the first day or was it kind of just like, oh, this is nothing? Oh, no, I was extremely nervous. Okay. Like, if we're not talking stand up. Like, I walk on a stage, I don't even feel it. It's another yeah. day, you know, but I walk in on set and I'm like, I don't know how to feel. I don't know how this is going to go. And then everyone, every character that I speak to on the show is so nice, so kind, I don't even trust them. I'm like, hey, what's really going on here? I'm looking around like this is set up, man. It's a sabotage. Yo, going I didn't up. know what was going on. I'm like, is this really happening? Like, BJ, everybody just shows up and it was just love. So they put you with so much ease. Like, you could tell they wanted you to win. And I felt that. They wanted me to win. And I was. Because you don't there. feel that in Hollywood a lot. You don't. A no. lot of people want you to lose. No, that makes sense. But on the show, yeah, I mean, for the. They knew what they had, they knew they had something special. And you that's know, what happened. And, and, I mean, it was on its eighth season, so of course they knew it was special. But right. I, I, I kind of compare it, and I go back to the cellar or the comedy store in L.A. When you first start out in comedy, you want to destroy the person in front of you. You know what I mean? Like, oh, I'm going to make them look bad, or you want to make it tough for somebody to go after you, right? Then I feel when I'm at the comedy store or cellar, it's people rooting for people to crush. Which, when yeah. you're young, you don't do that because you want to be the one that crushes. But then uh -huh. when you get older and you're more seasoned and you know you're funny, you're like, oh, I want you to crush because I'm a crush and we're right. all going to crush and it's going to be a great show. And See, I feel that that show was at that level where everybody crushed already and they knew. They yeah. just wanted anybody new to crush too. They did crush, but I want to stay on that. And I wonder if it's so much an age thing or do people know you yet? Like bookers know you yet? Or, you know, like you want to crush because you don't know if everyone knows that that's what you do. So, no, I stages. think, no, 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 no. I think, I think that's more of a, well, it depends where you do stand up too. Yeah. You know what I mean? In LA, it's a thing where you want to crush because anybody could be in the audience. Yeah, right. You know, when you have to sell in New York, anybody can be in the audience, but it's more about, or here, it's more about the comedians you're with that you want to crush too. But, hmm. I was talking about more about rooting. When you're younger, you root for other comics to not do well, so you stand out. I don't. I don't think that's when you get older. I don't think it's like that. Right. Right. It's it's interesting. That's an interesting place because too. I, I mean I've seen it all the time. Like you because when you're young, you don't you know you're funny, but you don't know you're funny. Like me now. Mm -hmm. I'm at a point, and you are too, where you know when you go on stage. No, it's kind of like the Dave Chappelle work. Joe, well, this works. It, it works for me. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. So you know you have that confidence when you're first starting out. Right. You don't have that confidence. You, you, think, you're you think you're funny. So, so you want other people to not do so well. No, so man, no, no. No? Okay, so look, man, like, what I know about myself in the last few years yeah. is special. I know that there's You want people to not do well now. No, no. <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> no, man, I know it's an energy with me. It's yeah. something that as soon as I walk up, you know, they're already like, oh, man, this guy looks funny. So I got all of that working in my favor. It's just a wind of energy. Back in the day, they used to laugh. I didn't really understand. So I get what you're saying about the the not wanting someone to do good. But I always saw it as well, like it's not that. The, it's the just challenge of riding waves and you learn how to right. follow anyone by being crushed in front of like there's guys that destroyed and I didn't know what to do 
And now I do. Yeah. But man, I had to go through that. And we had to go through that to realize, oh, okay, that's how you follow someone who does music for 20 minutes. You know, that's how you do follow someone who does crowd work for all that time. And I think for us, we do. We got to go through all that mm-hmm. so that now you just coast. Like, yeah. it doesn't matter. It doesn't. You could you, you could know, juggle in front of me. It, man, it really wouldn't matter. They don't have to know me. I don't yeah. care who goes up. They don't have to know me. When I come up, it's just going to be me. And, and it's maybe, it. Maybe I said it wrong. You don't root against. But there's so much. When I first started, and this was only 11 years ago, there was so much backstabbing amongst young comedians where I, when established oh, yeah. I'm talking maybe I'm talking about more about young comedians coming up because once you're established nobody right. cares right. like that's what I'm talking the vibe here and the vibe at no the comedy I get store. you everybody wants to win yeah so in order for you to win people feel like hey man yeah, like you, I gotta stand but out but here it's like you're not in here if you haven't won oh no you're not in the here. comedy store Absolutely. You, so that's what that's what it's a different vibe when you're yeah. when you're at those other clubs it feels like more competitive yeah. like when you're younger I can go anywhere now and do fine, but right. it, it, it's it's that, um, and I don't and I don't want to feel make people feel that all comics coming up are like that. It's right. just very competitive because you're you're yeah. you're challenging each other for stage time. No, so absolutely. to get stage time, you have to crush, and you kind of you don't want the other, but the the better you do, the more stage time you're going to get over somebody else. Hey man, it's interesting. The seller is eloquent. It's just beautiful. Like when you see the comedians, man. Like I respect everybody doing it the way they do it. Yeah. So I watch like watching Dan, it was just like, oh man, it's just a smooth delivery. Yeah. Then you watch it, it's just so much fun that you can enjoy comedy. And I think what they're seeing is stand up at the highest level. Yes. And that's all I wanted from the start. I wanted to get to the point where I knew I was at a real level that I respected in myself. And now it's with ease. Now I create, now I can write, I can talk about anything I want to. I understand what I do. That's all I wanted. Yeah. And long as my family eats, we good, man. See, th- that's what I'm saying. And, right. and it's interesting how in comedy, you could be trying and trying and trying, then all of a sudden just clicks. And now you know your voice. Like, I really got my voice, and I'll ask you when you got yours, but after COVID. Like, mm. I, I was solid at what I did, but when I stopped moving around, because Joe Coy was my mentor, so I thought right. I had to... You know, kind of like my, if you see my first special, Blation, I'm all over the place, like mm-hmm. walking around, hyped up, you know, because right. that's he was my mentor. That's what I saw. And then after COVID, I didn't have enough energy to do that. And I go, I'm going to just sit down and tell some jokes. And I found out, oh, that's my voice. I there found out this is how people react to me. Yeah. I don't I I'm not a mover around or, you know, it doesn't fit my style of comedy because right. it actually takes away when I'm telling these stories about this or that for me. Yeah, you just so, need to focus right there in that box. I just think, right. and, I, and it might be because I got more into acting where it's like less movement is on camera Yeah, is just stronger. You yeah. know, like they tell you no movement. Like Bonnie Hunt on our last TV show was like, don't move, right. just deliver the line or just hold it. Because on camera, everything is amplified by a million. So you smiling is like you really smiling. This, you just going like that, is all the way across the the world. You know what I mean? Like you just barely glancing is all the way across the screen. That's how people see it. Like you looking in another room, you know what I mean? So everything's very small. And in this comedy special, me just sitting down, I kept it tight, kept it on me. And barely like, it just delivered the lines. But I know you always working on stuff. You got two comedy specials out. Yeah, I have one on Amazon Prime that's called Stepman. There's another here, well, on YouTube, Mm -hmm. and it's called My Side of the Story. 
And it's fun even watching personal growth, you know, because where I think I am right now, as far as delivery, as far as content, I love those specials, but it's not even who I am now. Isn't that crazy? It's so crazy. And I think if you're not seeing growth, then you're not doing something right. You're not working and just be honest with yourself. If you don't see the growth, just realize, okay, maybe I need to put in work because everyone's not working. A lot of people are saying, yeah, I go home. I listen to tapes. Yeah, I write. But you don't, you know, and it's just how it is. And I understand, too, getting busier, you start getting pulled between different projects. And it's like, oh, am I supposed to do sketches? Am I, oh, I got to do these auditions. And then you start taking away from the stand-up. And that's what I hate about guys that I love. You know, stand-ups where you've watched them and you're just enjoying them stand-up. They're stand-up, and then they start doing other things. And you're like, but no, I love your stand-up. And they, it's, you know what, it's, I, I think it's a, how you, Look, I, I'm just throwing this out there, but I really feel it's how you write too. the people that get into other projects and kind of lose it. You got to go up. That's first of all, you got to go right. up. But if you're a serious writer, like I see myself, I live life and then I find funny stories. Right. So it's so true to me. It's hard to forget moments like mm. when you punch up everything. Right. But when you're a writer, I mean, like a Dan, like these, you have to practice because that's just all rhythm. Like they're saying, 10 jokes in a minute. Yeah, right. You know, right. that takes, that's a special, that's exhausting to me. Yeah. Like that mentally, me thinking about saying 10 jokes in a minute, right. like I'm, I, I could go to sleep right now. Yeah. Like, but that's, but I feel like those kind of comics <laughs> is hard. You always got to be on it where, like when I shot this show in Utah, I was at, I did Wise Guys because it was right there in Salt Lake City's big shout out to Keith, but three times a week. And that kept me sharp. So, right. but that's that's us. Because I remember Arsenio. I, I talked to him. You remember when he had the Arsenio Hall show? Yeah, absolutely. The first I, time. The or first the time. time. The first time. I did the second time. Yeah, I did the second. He was taking everybody the second time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I hopped on there. Right. No, but the first time when it was just like it was a cultural phenomenon. The first time he goes, he wishes he would have stayed doing stand up, and that's something that stuck with me because that's when I was getting in the stand or not get it. But that's something that always stayed with me. Right. That no matter what I do, I'm going to keep doing stand up and you can't lose focus because now it's about social media, making these skits, making this. Yeah, right. But you got to got to keep the focus of stand up. How do you, like how do you core. balance it? You know, I, I put stand up first, you yeah. know, for my family, you know, no, no, <laughs> I, I put, it's literally what I like to do. So yeah. it's no effort really like I wake up writing yeah. throughout the day it's like if I'm not writing on paper I'm in my phone so it's I almost feel like I'm a writer first I yeah. just happen to look funny like I happen to have this the presence yes you know but like my my college major is English like I've always been into right you know, trying to create and write and put stories together so um as far as balance goes, it's just it's just priority. I'm going to write first. I I talk to a lot of comedians, of course, on this podcast, but I, I I've talked to some off the podcast, and they've given up on the big dream of selling out stadiums or selling out big venues, and they go, I know what I am. I'm the comedy store. I'm small venues like clubs, right? And that's hard for me to hear. Because I don't care if how old I am, I'm like I'm gonna get to stadiums. I I don't know. Have you 
Have you reached that point where you're like, okay, maybe I'm not a stadium guy yet, or maybe I'm just hey, a club guy? I mean, where are you at, like, because hate, it's interesting when you talk to different people. I hate this. I don't hate to say it, man, but I already know, like, I'm a, I'm a superstar, man. Yeah. Like, I just you know. You have to believe that. I just know what people see and what I see. So it's just a, man, it's, it's. Don't hate to say it. Don't, I, I was on the interview. And the guy goes, where do you see yourself? I go, oh, I've already seen it. I'm going to be one of the greatest comedians. I'm going to be one of the greatest movie stars. And it's all going to happen. Okay, man. I've already seen this movie. I've, it's, it's so real to me that I've already lived it. It's very weird where I've already lived. I felt mm. like I've already been through it. Now this is just, it's almost like when you rewind a movie and then you know all the parts of it. I felt like I've already, it's so clear like I've already accomplished it. It's mm. just me going through the steps. It's just somebody rewinding a movie right. and saying, now you just got to go through it. Go ahead. Hey, I was just thinking about this, right? Is that new lists are being created. And I think that's the chip I keep on my shoulder that I want to be a part of this new list. Because every time they used to mention lists, it's, it's Pryor, it's Chris Rock, it's Martin, it's Eddie. You know, but there's a whole new generation that jumps in and, you know, there are new lists being created. And so my whole goal is just keep putting out work. Yes. I like to write. I like to produce. Put this work out. And then eventually when they go back and they see like, oh, man, that stand up, that, was, that special was respectable. Oh, that one was cool. Wait till people know me yeah. and watch these things. It's a whole nother see, level. And then I, the conversation starts. Yeah. See, we, we're on the same page where I always thought this new special was good. And I thought it was great. I thought it was great. I told you I think it's great. I told you what I thought it was going to do. But then the comments. And YouTube is the most vicious place on earth. Oh, yeah. Comments. And to see 99, I mean 99.9% .9 love. And then it's, you get this kind of like, all right, I want to top that. But here's, here's the changing point that might help you too. And why I said, when you said don't, you said I hate to say this, but then you said it. Don't ever hate to blow yourself up because I did a big interview. This radio show, Preston and uh, Preston and Steve in Philadelphia, they're like the biggest show, radio show in Philadelphia. They're like the Howard Stern of that town. Like everybody listens to them. So I talk about my special and my normal self. Humble, hey, I hope you check it out. It was a lot of hopes and yeah, do it. I got so many comments from that audience, which is very like, you know, male dominated going, Dude, what the fuck are you talking about? You're underselling yourself. Mm, like great. they reached out to me, DM right. me, they go, why'd you under, I almost didn't watch it because you were underselling it. This is a fucking, like this is their words. This was a fucking great special. You right. need to be proud of this because if the world doesn't see this, you just lost out big. And then yeah. I start seeing the comments in the, and over the last, like it's only been out three weeks, over the last week and a half, it clicked where it's like, you know what? These people, these 10 people that hit me up from a radio appearance that watched right. it, they were like, I go, why am I underselling? So when people now ask me, and like, how's the comedy special? I go, it's funny from beginning to end. Right. Where before I was like, hey, I hope you like it. I hope this. Now it's like, no, you will laugh from beginning to end. It's a great <sighs> special. It's one Amen. of the best specials over the last five years. And guess what? The numbers start shooting up because I'm more confident. I love you know, it. I you get know, that. In that, in that, in that moment, meant so much to me because if that dude didn't say that or those people didn't say that i would still be selling the same way right and probably stuck at a lower uh view count you yeah. know but i've been selling low this will make you laugh 
this is one of best specials because I'm very honest with in the last five years, I would put it up against laugh per laugh. I put it up against anybody's special. Amen. Let me tell you why I, I, I say I hate to say it mm-hmm. is because I'd rather others say it. But I'm oh, 100%. I, but I'm saying it because I need to let everyone know that I do know this, even though I don't speak on myself hardly ever. And but even I want though the, you haven't reached that that goal where everybody knows yet, you need to speak on it though. You yeah, need to put it in the universe. I just want the people to know that I know because they don't think that I I know. I think so. I think I'll let them know. Like I know what I'm doing. I know that I'm very confident. I know what I bring to the table. But they never hear me say that. So I want them to know, like, hey, it's, it's cool. I, I want you to keep talking and speaking on me. But I want you to know, like, I hear you. And okay. I know, too. And I see the love. And the love is, like, extraordinary. What's the, what's, the, what's the hardest thing about comedy or the hardest time you had in comedy as far as, like, career-wise, maybe taking time for, away from your family? That's to it. Do it. It's, it's, it was struggling with balance. And, you know, let my wife tell it incredibly selfish I'm selfish and then she looks back at how she's able to live now and she's just like you know what I understand it even it was even though it wasn't the happiest times for us you know I get why you did what you had to do now it could have went one or two ways it could have I've been selfish and nothing came from it but now she looks back and Nights where I spent like every single night out the house driving far 30, you know, for $50, driving five hours. Like she's starting to, she's not starting. She, she gets it now. But that was the tough time because, you know, I did. I put my relationship, my marriage to the side, man. I put family, I even put finances to the side. Money wasn't that cool. But now, man, over time, I'm not even recommending this. I don't think I would feel comfortable recommending to anyone to attempt to do what I did because I feel like I would be putting a strain on someone else's family, not my goal. I just follow what I thought was right. I was stupid. I was misguided. However, it worked. Would you have done it a different way? Do you think you could be where you are today if you have done it a different way? No. See, I no. think you could. No. Because I think you're that talented. Where I think you could have been 50-50 with family I don't know. I just feel you're so talented. Thank you. And that's Thank why you. and that's why I love talking to you because I think no matter look, you got here the way you got here. Right. But I just feel you're so talented and you're one person away from seeing you and saying this dude needs to be a writer on my show. This dude needs to be on my show or this dude, I need to take him on tour with me. But the problem with people taking you on tour, they're going to find out that you crush and you're a hard follower, and that's why I took you. That's why I took you, because I was like, I need people that push me all the time, and you do that to everybody, and that's what I love about you. You you push the level of excellence in everyone that you're around, and that's what you need to realize about yourself. Hey, man, that's, that's, it's one of those things where it's tricky, man. It's a tricky feeling, you know? Like, that's the reason that I do want the exposure. That's the reason that I do want a headline. I don't want to feel like I'm ruining shit. It's crazy to say, it's man, so, but you know what I mean? I don't want to ever. Had friends, I've had friends that, that I take on the road. They've gone out with some bigger comics, yeah. and they're on one show, and then that's it. Yeah. You know? Yeah, but it man. happens. It happens. I get it. But I notice confident 
comedians, they want great people around. No, absolutely. Them, you know? Absolutely, man. Because, I mean, it all comes from love, man. Yeah. It comes from being able to do something that a small percentage of the world would couldn't even imagine. People can't imagine being in front of an audience, let alone speaking, trying to make them laugh. It's just another level, man. Yeah. And it's, it puts us in such a category that we should be protected. I hope I see the energy of the world changing and people being sensitive and people losing opportunities. Like, we got to protect this. So what was your whole thought about Will Smith and Chris Rock? Oh, so I saw both sides. I see the husband side. I see the stand-up side. I'm on the comedian side. I jump on the comedian side yeah. first. What I saw Will Smith do is enjoy a joke. I saw him look at his wife, not enjoy it the same, and say, overcorrect. Yep. Let me, let me, let in me, real time. Yeah, in real time. And I think even it was a less of a Jada thing. I think it was more of a, um, he's been going through things. There's a lot going on in his family. He's out in the front. He probably reads the comments. Imagine if you read all the comments and everything they're saying about you is like positive, then your wife is doing this and this. That's a buildup. Everyone's not built for that. So I get why you don't read the comments. There's a thousand and one negative one and you focus on that negative one. And you're like, okay, something is wrong with me. And Will's getting a lot of positive and a lot of negative. I can see that he's wearing that. And so he goes up and still there was a percentage that made me think, is this staged? You know, because I still don't believe nothing. I'm still on this conspiracy stuff. I'm still on this, I, yo, man, is there a talk in a dark room where they're like, hey, man, Chris is about to go on tour. He wants to moment. sell tickets. Let's make you a know, moment. Will and Jada, they're the masterminds of moments. So there's still doubt. There's still doubt within me. You know, when they first did it, I thought it was a sketch, a skit, right? To get attention on the Oscars, right? And then I thought, okay, it, it, the backlash was so big they can't back out of this. They got to own it now. Yeah, you can't. You know, right. it's, it, it, I felt like if it was a skit, now nobody can say it was a skit because now everybody would get trashed. Oh, yeah. So it's kind of like, yo, Will, you're the most successful person out of this whole group. You're going to be fine regardless Will you take the hit for this. Because right. to me, and I'm going to say this on stage and see if it works, but he's banned from the Oscars for 10 years. Right. And it's kind of like that's like you slapping a person at work, getting employee of the year. And then they saying you can't go to uh, company functions for 10 years. You'd be like, hell yeah. Line everybody up. <laughs> right. <I'm sorry. laughs> that's really what it is. Yeah. Right. You know, so it's a thing. But hey. I, I'm like you. I understood both sides. Right. I understand both sides. I if you really look at Will walking on stage, he didn't know what he was going to do till he got to Chris. And I think. He didn't know, like literally, because even the slap was late. It was kind of like he got up there, uh, uh, and who slaps a man? Hey, man. You know, it's yeah. very, the whole thing's yeah, very, very weird. weird people. But you know what? Chris Rock is probably one of my favorite comedians of all time, easy. And this is the reason I believed it, because how he reacted was really real, and he's not a good actor. Okay. <laughs> he's one of my favorite. <laughs> It was like, no, that was a real reaction, man. And I tell He's you, not a good yo, Chris Rock might be my top three easy comedians of all. Who's, the, I was who's number one and two? 
One and two, man. I love Patrice O'Neal. Yep. And I'll probably put, man, I'm a super Cat Williams fan. Dude, my dad loves Cat Williams. Hey, man, I respect comedians that go down a lane, which is my goal, uh, a lane that no one else is going down, and just keep going. And nobody, doesn't care. Nobody no. else can do that. Yeah. You, there's things that I look at and I'm like, oh, I could do that. And then I see Patrice. Then I see Kat. And I'm like, I couldn't even attempt to do some of the things they do. So you like to I watch it. comics that are not like you. Oh, yeah. I mean, I, like I can't watch. watch comics like me because I never want to think I got an idea from them. I think that that's inevitable where you just talk yeah. to people and you just absorb stuff. And uh, unless you, again, unless you go so far out that your idea, uh, your thinking is just far. So people see other people and they're like, oh, that's a, that's a Mikey Winfield joke. That's yeah. a Mikey Winfield idea because I'm going somewhere different. So I think you do absorb things. But yeah, man, there's just certain guys that are just like J.B. Smooth, man. That's one of the guys Dude, I wish. He is would, so unique in what he if does. If he could just. Just go back to small rooms, man. Yeah. Go back to two hundred seaters and let me see the physical comedy. Bring it back, please, man. Like he's on, like he's people don't even understand. Yeah, like the the tears and hey, man, we're losing it because guys aren't starting with stand up. They're not putting in the the, the fifteen years, the tenure mm -hmm. to, to become great. We're just seeing people who are famous jump into comedy, mm -hmm. and then they're like. I was about to say a rapper's name. Let's just say uh, they're like a few years in and you're not seeing like greatness. That's what yeah. I want to see is greatness. But you're, but you're, and also you're, it's kind of like, I remember when I got in a stand up, I was on Chelsea lately. So you're going to be given an opportunity that a lot of comedians up and coming aren't going to get. Make sure you put in the time. Don't be that guy that's on TV that shows up to a club and bombs. You yeah. want to be the guy on TV that actually goes up and the other comics are like, oh, okay. He, and they yeah. see you putting in work. Oh, absolutely. So I never forgot that note, but I know what you're saying. Like a lot of famous people will get in the stand-up. It's okay to get in stand-up if you're famous. But, 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 yeah. but also know more eyes are on you and people are looking at you like you need to be funny. You need to do the work. Yeah, that's all, and that's that's, that's any it. comic, no yeah. matter if you're famous or not. No, absolutely. All right, these podcasts are only thirty minutes. So, absolutely. Okay. Uh, so no, 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 no. So we're done. <laughs> but I, I want you to promote whatever you got going on because next time you come, we'll do another thirty. Yeah, yeah, no, you know? absolutely. Right, yeah. So right, what right. what you got going on? Hey man, what's really important right now is um is 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 social media. You know, like my website. It is BigAssTeeth.com. BigAssTeeth, you know? just like it sounds. Yeah. Spell it like it yeah, sounds. Okay. I mean, hey, no F, okay? BigAssTeeth. <laughs> yeah, and you scroll to the bottom, that gets you to Instagram, which is important. Mike, E in the middle, Winfield, you know, all the social media is important. Find the website if you want to um, click on to the newsletters, you know, because okay. I'm doing a better job at sending out notice. And just go to YouTube, man. Yeah, I got a special on there. I, I, I threw it out there. It's my side of the story. And I, I love it. It's like one of my first pieces of work where I had the chip on my shoulder, too. Yeah. I had the, oh, they're not even offering me a half hour. They're not even offering me this. Hey, why don't I just put my money up and make my own? Yeah. You know, and I think you have to put out content in order to move Today, to the next. Today's world is, you know, I told you, I'm putting out a new 30 minutes every year. You know, I'm already yeah. like 12 into my next one. And I'm like, if you're not going to give me a sitcom, I'm going to make my own sitcom through comedy. Yeah. So every every year you're going to get a new episode. Right. And it's going to give you where my family was a year ago and now. But Mikey Winfield, check out his socials. Uh, the dude, like I said, 
What, if he's in your town watching, one of the funniest dudes on earth. Thank you. And one of, he will be a huge stand-up comic and will be writing on a big show sooner than later. I feel it's going to happen before the end of this year. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So This year. All right, Mikey right. Winfield, thank you for stopping Michael, by, bro. Michael, yo, appreciate it. Always a pleasure. Yes, sir. And for everybody watching, you can listen to this podcast. Also, Facebook, YouTube. Watch the special I never thought. Watch his specials as well. See you later.